Welcome back, everyone, to another Think Peace podcast. Uh, Jason Beeler here with my partners in crime. Dave, Brennan, what's up? Yo, man. Good to be back. Yo, yo. And uh, once again, we have decided to not talk about politics or anything too serious and take that trip back down memory lane to this year, 1997, and talk about the music of 1997. Um we thought the last one about 1996 went pretty well, and we decided to just go for the next year, um, relive those high school memories. It's fun, man. I, I got to say, it's fun looking back through all these albums. Just the process oh, yeah. of, of picking the album is uh, is really, has been a, a good time looking back through all those albums. By the way, Brennan, did you, I, I did throw in some anal cunt for you on the... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> on the, oh, yeah. It, I it, wrote that perfect. one down, too. <laughs> perfect, yeah. And, they, and they, they were... <laughs> One of my all-time faves, really. They, they still hold up. I seriously thought that was a Wikipedia joke. I was like, was this real? No, no. <laughs> I like it when you die. <laughs> I, and, uh, yeah, and I put I put a track. I overlaid that track. So if if you want to hear some, if you go back and listen to the 1996 podcast, and when we mention it, I, uh, I overlaid about 13 seconds because that's all longer the song was, 13-second song. I mean, that's getting it done. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're bouncing in 1997 and we're going to do it a tiny bit differently, uh, today because I think we all sort of definitely agreed what our favorite album from that year was. Uh, there was consensus, but that makes for sort of a boring podcast. All of us just talking about the exact same thing. So we will talk about that album, um, which is Radiohead's okay computer. Um, who wants to start us off dudes? Dave, Dave, I'm I'm calling it Dave. Start a shot, right. man. Okay, computer. Oh, okay, computer. Yeah, wow. Let's just um, talk well, a little bit about that. I remember. I actually don't remember. Um, obviously, I knew who they were, and everyone knew Creep, and I don't think I had listened to the Benz yet, honestly, in '97, or maybe I'd heard. Obviously, heard a few of the songs. I mean, I saw Clueless, so 
obviously I heard <laughs> one of the songs, but I don't think I owned the album. And I just remember reading about this weird new thing they were putting out probably in Rolling Stone. And I remember people talking about it at school and I very vividly remember getting the CD and I had this really shitty boom box and I was down in my parents' basement. It was probably some evening during the week and just playing it. And obviously the first time you listen to something like that, it doesn't totally connect. But as I was hearing it, I was like, Oh, I'm going to love this. Like I just knew it was like different and weird and amazing. And, um, I don't know. And probably listened to it uh, 500 times after that, you know, in, in 1997, but yeah, obviously mind blowing album with, I don't know, six classics that I still like blast all the time. Um, yeah. Mind blowing. Amazing. Uh, it's, it's almost hard to like talk about it without sounding like an asshole, you know? Brennan, yeah. Brennan, what about you? What do you remember about, uh, okay. Computer. Well, man, I, I know that when, when I got it, I thought that this album sounds like the future. I can't, I can't, I knew I couldn't like put my finger on, on what it was at the time. And maybe I still can't even, but, um, but back then it was almost too much for me. And like Dave said, like, I know this is something I'm really going to like, but the first few times through, it was almost hard to digest a little bit. And maybe that's cause we were 16 years old or whatever, but, um, but it was, I don't know. It was so much. And that album still has just such a classic sound. If that comes out tomorrow, you don't think that it sounds you know, dated or no. it's a period piece and <laughs> It, it will always sound classic and futuristic. And I knew that like almost the first time I listened to it. And, and since then in the many, many, many times I've listened to it, it's, it's only gotten better, man. And it's, it's certainly one of the top albums of all time. I think we'd all agree. And mm-hmm. most other sensible, sane, normal, tasteful people would agree with us as they should. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're all those things that you just mentioned, then obviously they would agree with us. Right. Um, yeah. Brennan, I had a similar uh, experience to you. I had Dave, unlike uh, you, I had listened to the Benz and was, a uh, you know, I loved that album. I had both the, the clueless soundtrack and the, the Benz. Um, and I remember nice. listening to that. And for the longest time, I wasn't, I didn't like OK Computer more than the Benz. Um, I think there's great songwriting on both of them. Um, but Brennan hit the nail on the head that the Benz is more digestible. Um, yeah, for sure. OK yeah. Computer just, is... Just good songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock, yeah. rock and um, roll, man. Yeah. Like, like you've heard it before, but... It, exactly. Well done, but, uh. And, uh, you know, OK Computer, it was great songwriting and again those same ones that that we might point back to uh that we blast over and over again um what's your what's your all's favorite song on that album by the way just a just a little uh man i've gone i think i've gone uh, at different periods it's been paranoid android karma police mm-hmm. i think i even went through a a tourist phase but I think to me, I don't know, strangely enough, I think to me the one that still gets me is Let Down. Mm. Yeah, it just, awesome. uh, it just slays me every time. Um, it's just, I don't know. I like all of those. I like um, Exit Music for a film. Yeah. It's no. just like haunting and beautiful the whole way through. But Paranoid Android, man, I'm a sucker for guitar riffs. And that yeah. just 
fucking slays every yeah. time, man. Nah. And then when it like pauses and those angelic voices just ring yeah. down. Oh my god. Yeah. Nah. It's got everything. So uh I, I think the two songs that that immediately got me were let down and no surprises because those are the two that are most yeah. like the bands. And then yeah. I kind of like you all went through these phases where I'm like, this is the greatest song. Like I I just I want to listen to the whole album, but I want to listen to this song five more times in a row because it's so good. Uh, definitely Paranoid Android Karma Police. Um, so. I forgot there was a fitter, happier face, too. Happier, <laughs> 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 more productive. Dave, I know you and I have had this conversation before about why that fucking song is even on the album. Yeah, I know. Like, Should it be on there? What are we, just, it, is it? I, I, it's like, here's what it reminds me of. Even, like, amazing hip-hop albums... There's they a couple of those answering machine? The answering machine? It's like, <laughs> I get, this is a culture, I don't get it. I was just like, just fucking take four of those off and it's a perfect right. album. Like on this, just take that off and like, I'm sure it makes sense to them to this day, but like, I'm sorry, I just don't get it. <laughs> don't, whatever kind of statement it makes, like blah, blah, blah. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, the, the comedy skit of every rap album. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's in there. It's like, why? This one might like, be might have a little more substance to it, but well, yeah, but but that's uh, the other thing. It's so heavy-handed in that that it's just like you know we yeah. get it that the album is about you know alienation and technology right. and all this other stuff. Like you don't have to spell it out for us. Um, no. No. So yeah, um, but I would hands down then and now say that it was. Uh, that is my top pick for for that album that year, um, as well as oh, yeah. many almost every music publication of that year. I'm sure had it. I didn't look through lists or anything, but um, I would guess that most most music publications had that as their best too. But there was a lot of other good well, music that came out. Um, so let's not spend all our time on OK Computer. Although Dave, it sounded like you you had one more thing to add there. No, no, I was just gonna say yeah. I mean, not only that year. I mean. I'd be hard pressed to find any other albums that I like more than that that were released in any year. So yeah, that is <laughs> like top one or two or three albums. Two or three, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Yeah. It's it's incredible and it keeps getting more. So Radiohead went got even more inaccessible after that, and that one just hits the right balance between yeah. being out there, futuristic. Um, it's certainly a concept album um, with a lot of um, a lot of cool ideas behind it, but it's still, you know, after listening to it eight million times, very digestible. Yeah, good call. Amen. Good calls across the board. That was a that was a fun album, Dave. I actually I I do remember we went to a basketball game I think in Fort Thomas at Highlands or something and like didn't get into the game and i remember just driving around <laughs> oh, yeah. in your black honda yeah, yeah. accord listening it, we listened to the both albums the Benz and radiohead and like we were just you it, know driving around town it totally reminds me of that car i remember because we had, for some reason we had upgraded the well because the sound system was shitty so and it had a pretty uh, yeah decent subwoofer and some of those songs they just had that like it would just be like one bass note and randomly, and it would just like rattle the car. <laughs> I really remember that. <laughs> Gene Weber so cool. always puts a system in his car. <laughs> no, it was my it was my brother when he got it. Oh, okay, <laughs> let's be clear. All right. I I also totally remember when when Dave sold that car to some Asians, and they almost got they almost wrecked it. Like no, they 30. were like 
30 seconds like, uh, after Eastern Eastern European or something. It was like, but yeah, it was okay. Amazing. Definitely some foreigners though. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. They lived, <laughs> they lived in those shitty graduate like housing. Yeah. 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 It's that a, complex, like right up by the library and stuff. So literally they handed me the cash at the gas station right there, was, right at the I top remember. of the street. The, the dude who doesn't have a, a license takes the keys and starts driving the car, pulls out into the middle lane from the gas station and merges over and just crushes. This. It was like a pickup pulling like a, just a trailer and he didn't see it. Crushes it. Just te- that, that car had never been in an accident in 13 years. He had it for not even 30, 30 seconds. <laughs> Tears up the whole front. And he, of course he's like, oh, fuck. Can you stand here and lie and tell them that my wife was driving? Because she had, I was like, nope, see ya. I'm out of and I just walked down the street with like $900 in cash or whatever. Like, good luck. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway. I'm not uh, sure I've ever heard that story before. Yeah, was, oh, was that was great. so. <laughs> I mean, whoops. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All good right. memories. Actually, the. Uh, Go go ahead. No 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 no. I'll no, come no. back. I'll come back to that. Okay. I'll come back to that car later with some of my musical memories from this year. Right oh, on, wow. <laughs> right on. So, um, so this was a year that, uh, you know, that for me, I wasn't listening to a lot of poppy mainstream rock stuff uh, during this. This was I was heavy, and Brennan, I think you were a little bit too. Like most of what was getting played in my car was probably punk. Um, yeah, like bad West Coast pop punk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there <laughs> I did been... see uh, Bucko, Bucko Nine had an album release oh, uh, yeah. this year that uh, I was big into. <laughs> I heard that name in years. I, I, we, yeah, I remember uh, going to that I show have... at Bogarts. Um, I remember, yeah, Bucko Nine. I, think Mighty, I bought a T-shirt. Mighty Mighty Boston's, which obviously mm. uh, oh, yeah. impression mm. that I get was huge. But I I listened to I re-listened to that album and I was like, I know all the fucking words to every song on this album. Um, <laughs> yeah. What else? Uh, Mill and Colin. Um, oh God! Blink. These bands are uh, these bands are not came good. Out that year. Dude Ranch. Yeah, which, that was, honorable that was mention good. on that one. Yeah, honorable that mention there. I I, I almost um, chose that for my one just because yeah. we wore it out. Um, yeah. In terms of, you know, you guys that yeah. were in the band definitely probably covered some of those. Uh, oh yeah, man. But, that was another band we should mention during this time is Monkey Box. Uh, they, were, they were huge <laughs> yeah, yeah. in 97, did, actually. Did, did was, not... They just put out an EP that year, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> something like that. Um, no, yeah. we were big into that crappy music, man. That Something about Blink-182's music really spoke to us as 16-year-olds, and 20 years <laughs> later, they are still making music for 16-year-olds. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean... They've really grown and developed. Yeah, the... Fart, farting, masturbation. The, uh, the I dick mean, jokes these, live on. These yeah. are these are all topics that uh, that I can get behind, both as a sixteen year old and as a thirty six year old. So um, it, it's true, man. Farts will never not be funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, having said that, uh, let's get into some of some of the albums um, that stood out to you, but you didn't necessarily pick. So, like, what else were you looking at, and you were like, "Oh, wow, that came out this year." Uh, um, Dave, you want to start us off? I hear a pen. Yeah, clicking. so I had some. Um, this is kind of the start of my British phase. So there are a few uh, that from that genre that just missed the cut. So 
Primal Scream, Vanishing Point, which is a fairly obscure album from them, I think, later on in their career. But yeah. I think I got it at everybody's records probably, and it just blew my mind. Um, the Charlatans, a.k.a. the Charlatans right. UK, because there was another Charlatans right. band somewhere, I guess. changed their name. An yeah. Album, yeah, an album called Telling Stories, which, man, I've, I wore that one out. Um, spiritual, spiritualized, ladies and gentlemen, God, are floating in space. Oh, my so God. That anglophile one, back then. That yeah. one I almost picked. That was that's that's up there for me. Um, really? That was a really good one. Yeah. And obviously Radiohead. Another big one for me that year was Bob Dylan. Time out of mind. Yeah. I loved that album. It was just like I couldn't believe how good it was. Some of those songs. I still listen to that one all the time. Um, I think those were the and then two two other ones that like made an impression on me that I didn't pick that I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue our great uh, Oasis Be Here Now, which right. I was super excited for that release, and it was just a cocaine-riddled, bloated mess, but still some good <laughs> songs on there. <laughs> I mean, so, it's true. So what was bad about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The songs were too fucking long. <laughs> um, and then Pop by U2, which, again, I mean, the memories I have of just, like, that release and driving around with Rhett, listening to that over and over and over, fairly strong. So that. So what was good about that? <laughs> that uh, <laughs> uh, I will say uh, that... Uh, it, the album or driving around with Rhett? <laughs> in general. He, no, I, he I mean, did text me some uh, feedback on our last show. I'll give him a shout-out. Uh, oh, he, yeah? He enjoyed the hell out hey, of it. Rhett. And uh, he was talking about how like driving around in his car listening to music. And I was like, I can only guess what band you were driving around listening to. But it also reminded yeah. me, uh, he had some big ass subwoofers in his trunk of his car. And oh, uh, how God, obsessed yeah. we were with like, that was like, insane. What, yeah. playing rap yeah. in his car and listening to his subwoofers. All right. So, so here's what well, I was going to say. I'll just, here's what I remember about that. Sorry, Rhett, but I'm going to out us, but we would put on pop Uh-oh. by you two and, and some other stuff too, but no, yeah, he's gay. Um, and we would <laughs> basically drive, drive back general drive and like, you know, stalk, uh, people we had crushes on and for four hours a night, it was ridiculous. Oh. And then he would, then he would come out to Amsterdam and turn his lights off and, you know, fly down the hill and somehow we never died, which was <laughs> remarkable, but <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was, All to a crappy U2 soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> we listened to other stuff too. But there, hey, there's some good songs on there, but. That's a that's a weird 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 album. I don't it's never quite uh, took hold with the masses. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't jot down any that uh, that I saw, but there there were a lot of like you said, Jason. The the pop punk phase um, certainly was well covered at that time and mm-hmm. had a lot of those. Um, like I said, Bucko Nine was one that stood out to me as being a band that I really liked. That I even knew at the time wasn't that good. I I'd kind of latched, kind of latched onto it to be like, this one's mine. Like all you other people can like your yeah. bands. All have mine. It's my T-shirt and CD. And you fucking these guys awesome. are less popular and not as good, but they're mine. Yeah, yeah, but they're mine, baby. All, uh, all you, yeah. let all me you, have this. All you posers out there that yeah, yeah right. fucking blank. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it, we'll get to this later, but I, I was definitely not into it at the time. Um, I probably didn't discover it until 2001, but Lonesome Crowded West came out this year by Modest yeah. Mouse. And fuck yeah, I didn't have that until a little bit later. 
fucking <laughs> a either. man. That was my uh, that was my introduction to Modest Mouse, and what a what a great album. We'll talk about that one a little bit more later. Um, but let's get into what we did. Uh, we did pick um, Brennan. Start us off. Yours and and. A I th- surprise pick, I have to say. I, I, I did. did. I, was, I wanted to go with something a little bit different. <laughs> I so, like it. So I, like I listened it. to this album um, on the way down today, and uh, I, I was up at my parents' house, so I had like an hour, and I was like, I was like, oh, I'll, I was like, I only had listened to I think like three songs of it, so I'd listen to it all start to finish. It's a solid pick. Um, yeah. I, I've mm-hmm. got some comments about it, but I want to hear what you have to say. So tell us all about yeah. uh, Dino Junior, Dinosaur Junior. Yeah. So. Dinosaur Jr. handed over um, out in 97. So a little background on, on this album. Um, I guess personally, first off, I was introduced to this album by a couple uh, good friends of mine in high school named Beavis and Butthead. Because um, <laughs> they, they, uh, they had a Dinosaur Jr. video on, on their fine program. Was it, it was, Feel the uh, Pain? From the song. It's from a pre- Feel the pain, probably. Yeah, that it, was like it, yeah with the golf. It must have been. Yeah, yeah. They, they played I mean, golf in like New York a, City, and it's. Uh, it was like a minor hit, almost. Yeah, and it was a Spike Jones directed video, and I yeah. saw all that. Yo, cool song. Yeah. I'm gonna go buy these guys' uh, album. I got that one, and I got the next one when Hand It Over came out in '97, yeah. and I was I was kind of obsessed with um, with this one, man. Um, you know, so Jay Maskus, the the lead dude here in Dinosaur Junior, kind of known to be a bit of a, a dick, especially in the studio. <laughs> and so he he booted his booted his two bandmates, Murph and Barlow. And um, when did they did they when did they leave? I I looked this up before, but I didn't see the dates. Yeah, so it was basically before this album. Um, yeah. Well, no, I guess it was before, maybe even well before. Yeah, not well early nineties. You know, yeah, it was it was a little bit earlier than this but so uh jay maskus pretty much in the studio did all the parts himself on on this one so you know he's known as a, a big you know, guitar shredder um but uh he's also a good drummer too and um so he played the drums um apparently he did have a little bit of help recording on the bass though but i got real into this album man um i was i loved uh i think it's the fifth track i'm insane um, yeah, not, to be that's, confused, that's... Not, not to be confused with the later later <laughs> song on there. You're insane. Um, but, no, I think that, uh, that was the best song of the album for me, for sure. Uh, yeah, and it, it comes in yeah. with like that uh, that like trumpet riff, <laughs> and that 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 riff that trumpet riff got stuck in my head for years, and I would listen to that song all the time, man. Um, and it's just, I think, a really solid rock album. It's nothing groundbreaking. Um, it's not a huge departure from what they had done previously. Um, they took a bit of a hiatus after that, but they've still done other similar stuff um, up until uh, recently. And I actually saw these guys last fall, and they have the original lineup um, back together now, which is kind of cool. Really? Um, so it's a bunch of old. Yeah, they're old, man. And Jay Maskus. Jay Maskus looks like a crazy maniac but he has does he have that long, long gray hair, gray hair <laughs> um weird glasses <laughs> and so on stage he has three marshall full stacks behind him so that's what 24 speakers and hundreds of watts of power <laughs> it was one of the loudest fucking shows i've ever seen uh to play colorado, like colorado governor john hickenlooper was there in the lincoln box <laughs> stayed the whole time smoking um, a joint. apparently 
Uh, I didn't see that part, but it wouldn't surprise me. At all. Apparently, he's a big Dinosaur Jr. fan. Uh, That's amazing. But they were they were super duper loud. Might have been the loudest show I've ever seen. Um, but still, solid man. So even though this isn't like a groundbreaking album, it was one that I really liked back in the day. Um, and it also kind of I think informed some of my musical taste going forward because I was like I was into some of that like pop punk back then. I think really what I was searching for was just some good rock and roll music. Um, and, and this was solid rock music and it still is. And I still like this type of music yeah. a lot. No, no, it struck me that I, I didn't remember. I mean, I had heard, I've heard their songs over the years, but I'd never really listened to the album, but it's definitely got that like sort of pop element. I mean, it is catchy mm-hmm. and it is like, it's like a, I mean, I'm going to sound like a fucking asshole, but it's a better version of some of that punk stuff that, I don't know. You guys were into it at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not fast, and there's not a ton of gimmicks to it. But yeah, no. It's just, I, I, it's got that guitar thing, but there's just mm-hmm. better songs. I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, For sure. I uh, mean, the, the themes of the album are, you know, not real deep, but it's about, you know, loneliness and breakups yeah. and, and shit like that. But maybe done in a bit of a more mature way than, say, <laughs> like what somewhat geniuses like Blink One Eighty Two or. <laughs> We're doing it and speaking to me, right? So, um, so that was mine. Did you guys give it a listen? Yeah, I mean, like yeah. No, like I, did. yeah. I listened to it twice this weekend. Oh, it was really good. I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember you being into them, but I, it totally makes sense when I listen. It, it wasn't like a huge obsession mm-hmm. of mine. I didn't pick this no, no, because no, no. it, it like, you know, was Remind was my favorite you. album of all time. Um, yeah. But more because I. I did like it then, and I still like it now. It held yeah. up really well to me. It's good, and and like I said, it kind of I think pushed me in in that direction taste wise for <laughs> for a long time, and including still now. Yeah, no, it's a good bridge between things we liked when we were younger and like yeah, more indie type stuff, I guess. Right. Yeah, for me, uh, I, I really enjoyed listening to this, going back and listening to it, and I can't say that I'd ever listened to this album start to finish um, prior to now. Um, you know what Dinosaur Jr. reminds me of is 120 Minutes. Did you uh, all ever yeah, watch yes. 120 yeah, Minutes sure. on call. MTV? Midnight yeah, on Sunday nights? Yeah, yeah. Matt Pinfield. Yeah, yeah. So like Matt, fin- yeah. Matt Pinfield was the host. I, I had to make sure, but during our high school years, 95 to 99, he was the host of 120 Minutes. Because that's all, I know that it was on before then. Goddamn right it was. was. On, on yeah. after it. It was amazing. But, um, but man, so many of these, I remember uh, videos for just the, the albums that we're talking about that would, never would have gotten shown yeah. on. Radiohead, they played those videos all oh, yeah. over that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, I, God, I remember seeing Paranoid Android on that and being like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, the way I always viewed uh, Dinosaur Jr. was that, the, again, I thought that out of... So there was, there was certain grunge bands that had a Seattle sound, if you will. But I never thought that Nirvana had the Seattle sound. I thought they had a much rougher, oh. like edgier sound. They didn't have that sort of like Soundgarden whiny. Um, they sort of transcended it, I think. Sure, I mean, was, sure, sure. And uh, and so, yeah. um, for me, this is the best parts of grunge. The sort of energy without being fast the energy of um 
or or that not the energy that's the wrong word the attitude of punk rock because like you said Jay Massix is basically like fuck everybody else I'm gonna do my thing <laughs> and and some of the songs there's just like bizarre like you're it doesn't seem like a guitar riff should go there it doesn't seem like a, a, a that the drums should be doing that like as I was listening that's what I was thinking I was like some of this stuff is just it feels off as if it was, you know, it, the script shouldn't have gone that way, but it, it works for the album. And so, um, yeah, I think that's how they sort of bridged that that gap between what we were into then and what we got into, uh, you know, sort of later in college and the indie stuff. But, uh, hi, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I, fe- I feel that. I, I think that that's a, Dave, that was a great description of, you know, how... Um, how it makes sense that 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 Brennan would be into them, or any of us would have been into them. I think yeah, that no. I just uh, I I just didn't know about them. Um, man, yeah. I should have watched more Beavis and Butthead. Fuck, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I had a nickel for every time I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so well, yeah, man. Really solid choice, and I'm glad that I went yeah. back and and listened to it. I like yeah. track two. Yeah, good call. I like track two. Um, I can't remember what the name of it is, but, uh, I made the mistake of shuffling it. So I totally got lost on what was what. Can't do that, Dave. It's, it's an album. It is meant to be listened in a certain order. I know, no, especially for this podcast, you would think I would, uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So so then let's, uh, let's, let's head on to Brit pop connoisseur and, uh, (laughs) I don't, I mean, I don't know what else to, I, Dave, you were still into obsessed with Britpot in college and all of these bands. And I, I think that I, yeah, kind of still am. Yeah. I, I will <laughs> say that, uh, you did turn me on to some of these, um, some of these bands when we were in college and I'd just be rifling through your stuff and yeah. Can I borrow this? Can I borrow this? Um, but yeah, there was a lot of, of Britpop stuff. So this was no surprise to me that you picked, uh, the verve and, um, I will let you talk about all you want, but uh, you know, I think that you get what you give is the best pop song of the '90s, and it only, yes, only yeah. narrowly, narrowly edges out the opening track on the Verbs' "Urban Hymn." So, Dave, tell us about it, man. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I'm an Anglophile, and I was a serious Anglophile back then, but I have to say, it was "Bittersweet Symphony" probably drew me into that one because I remember. I remember hearing it on the radio and thinking, well, that is an amazing song. And I actually, I think the moment I knew that, like, I don't know, it really moved me. And I was actually with Rhett. We were at the U2 show in St. Louis uh, on November 8th, 1997. And they always, obviously like any show, like the five songs before they come on stage, they turn the speakers up. And that was one of them that played. And right when those... uh, the strings came on before oh, we, were, we both like we got chills and like looked at each other like holy shit the song's incredible um so i have a very specific memory of when that song was sealed for me but i don't know something this album just has everything that <clears throat> i sort of love and sort of hate about all this genre of music I mean, <laughs> these guys are like cocksure and arrogant and yeah. bloated and ridiculous but there's so many good catchy songs like Jesus Christ. Like I sort of want to hate them, but then I'm like, well, I want to hear that again. And I just felt that way about like most of the album. Um, 
There's probably like three or four too many songs on it. Um, yeah, it's fucking like most of these long, <laughs> man. There's 13 songs and half of them are like six minutes long. So yeah, it's totally bloated. Not unlike Be Here Now by Oasis, which came out the same year. But right. um, there's six or seven songs on there that, I mean, again, to this day, I, I love, I would swear by. Obviously, uh, Bittersweet Symphony, The Drugs Don't Work. It's like this That's such a great ballad. ballad. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. I don't know, there's a... There's a not really acoustic version, but kind of a live acoustic version that uh, I think they released on something. If, if you I haven't heard, heard that, that. Yeah. holy shit, like it'll just knock you on your ass. Um, but then there's like these weird groovy, like uh, like the rolling people catching the butterflies. Just like, I like catching I, the I, butterflies, man. It yeah, has like a, a great song, like a man. psychedelic thing. Happening totally psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're obviously influenced by like the sixties. Right. No, they're, they're predecessors. Clearly, um, Oh, a lot to the Rolling Stones. Uh, well, they paid them a lot, well. too. Yeah, yeah that, funny story about that year. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of great songs. The whole vibe of it, I just loved. I loved the videos. Uh, the Bittersweet Symphony, just, like, mm-hmm. walking down the street like a fucking arrogant asshole. Like, there's something <laughs> about... I, to me, they're, like, everything that I wasn't, especially at that time. Like, I don't know, you sort of aspire to it, but sort <laughs> of hate it, but you can't stop watching, you know? I loved everything about it, um, but ultimately the songs have to be good, and most of most of them were on there, I think. Yeah. And it really reminds me of that year. So, yeah, I re- and I remember the the big story was obviously fucking Rolling Stones sued them for, which I still don't fully understand because I've listened to the last time many times, and apparently they used the strings from that in Bittersweet Symphony, and I don't, I hear it, but I don't quite hear it. Um, but I think they. <laughs> They paid yeah, them I like couldn't, three fourths I couldn't, of the royalties. The, the whole, all the royalties. I think was it all of it? Okay. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I was reading about this today, and I don't mean to step on your no, uh, no, no. I, I, I haven't looked toes at it here, but um, so I guess they had made a deal, a licensing deal, to use a five-note um, section and sample that from from the strings arrangement of the Stone song. So some other guy mm-hmm. did a strings version of it. Um, and yeah. they, they, they'd agreed to do the, a, um, a five note version of that. But when they put it out, that, that riff with the strings is 12 notes or something. So they, yeah. they went above and beyond yeah. what they had, the agreement was. And so, you know, the lawyers, okay, uh, sort of a more technical argument than, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's crazy that the stones who are rich beyond their wildest dreams by the you know, late nineties, um, would, would give a shit, but I think well, and, when, it's when just it the irony of, the, yeah. of a, uh, a British band who sort of became incredibly popular <laughs> ripping off the Rolling Stones style actually got sued and lost all the royalties from their biggest hit to the Rolling Stones. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> right. But, right. but I think it can't, the funniest part about 97 is it made me laugh that, the stone single from the album they released that year, uh, anybody seen my baby, <laughs> they got sued by Katie Lang because they ripped off constant craving and had to pay royalties <laughs> to her. So I don't, oh, yeah. I don't think that one. Yes. Yeah. And if you listen to those, those sound exactly the same, like the melody, like the 10 notes Man, in a row. This, this, like this exactly is a little bit embarrassing to admit, but I, I can, I totally know Katie Lang's constant craving, but I but don't not. know the stone well, just, song, unfortunately. When you say constant craving, just replace it with Rocky guy. <laughs> it's not a very bluesy song. It's a very pop right. song. It's actually a pretty good like late period stone song, but it is like 
again, it was probably subconscious, but like it sounds exactly like constant craving. So <laughs> they they got it. Like I don't. I, you, we can look up the dates, but it was like shortly after that lawsuit. It was like, well, fuck you. You deserve that. So <laughs> I, I got a kick out of that. Yeah, so they, so yeah. I mean, uh, the, go it, ahead, Jason. No, it looks like they got writing credits. Uh, Jagger and Richards got writing yeah. credits on it too. Now, yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Part of the deal. Um, so you said uh, Bittersweet Symphony, uh, Drugs Don't Work, um, Catching the Butterfly. Any other uh, tracks that you really dig on that album? Yeah, a couple uh, on the second half of the album, Space and Time, which is I guess is right in the middle. That's a great just guitar song. I love This Time, which is sort of a, a mix between the trippy psychedelic thing but also sort of a proper rock song. And then the last song, Come On, which is just like this extended jammy kind of song I love. So yeah, there's a there's a bunch of them on there that are I still I still listen to that one all the time. Well, I uh I never owned the album. Um I can honestly one hundred percent certainty say that uh I heard Bittersweet Symphony a thousand times oh. that year. <laughs> At least, um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, Lucky Man, that was, I guess, their second single on that, maybe? Lucky Man? Yeah, so like Lu- was, Lucky Man, and I think play. it did. Sonnet was, uh, those are, I, I, those songs are okay, but those aren't, those are towards the bottom for me in terms of the ones I actually like and still listen to. Um, but yeah, those were the ones that were probably released after Bittersweet Symphony. Yeah, I, I mean, basically, I, I remember those three that you mentioned. Um, and mm-hmm. w- when I read the album, I was kind of, or when I went back and listened to the album, I was sort of thinking, I was like, why did they choose? Th- well, I mean, obviously bittersweet symphony was the, the yeah, easiest yeah. one, to, but the other ones, I was like, why did they choose these as their, their singles? I mean, lucky man yeah. is, is kind of catchy. Um, the, the chorus part. Um, but it doesn't but, really like, for me, it doesn't stand out. No, versus no, any no. other, song in no. that period i, de- I definitely think that uh that there are better songs on that album uh than, yeah they, than the weirder they songs. are that i think the better sort of they're they're not i don't know some of their sort of weirder tracks are the ones i gravitate towards and, and then you can't forget the hidden track a real staple <laughs> of the 90s <laughs> like it, can it happen on any other format besides cd really like, i know no no. <laughs> so I, I was thinking about that, man. Like, how, what other what other albums have hidden tracks? And like, it's such a. a Zeropa has one. Zeropa has that siren. It's like track ninety nine, I think, or something. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> or no, it's right. not track nine. That one's within the last song, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, but that know. that's certainly a nineties thing, man. That, totally. Uh, uh. The hidden track. I, I don't think yeah. it's, it's hardly even possible anymore, right? No, no. Well, I mean, you could do it. I mean, the, you, yeah, you could make like a you know. thirty-minute track and just have like ten minutes of silence in the middle on yeah. like a digital recording. People would be like, "What the <laughs> fuck is it?" We kind of like. I, I always love the ones where they, you know, if, if it was like track forty-one, that they, they would just they would track like a, a one second for each one <laughs> you yeah. would actually go through yeah, yeah, and yeah. like it would click through yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so, so i always thought it was gonna break my shitty boombox. yeah because like, oh, you were no. jamming jamming on the skip <laughs> it's button just like so flying hard. through yeah <laughs> i remember that shitty boombox, dave that was a, oh, was a sony awful. well sony yeah, right it was really it was really small it, was, yeah, it wasn't I had very one, long I had a very yeah, similar yeah. one yeah yeah 
I did too. I remember. Oh, I, wore, I wore that thing out. I think it was uh, the summer of '98 when I bought my first like tabletop stereo. Well, like a what? What did they call them? They called them like they had the detachable speakers, but they were it, you know it's like a three disc. Oh, it was the actual like, like receiver dual. thing, and yeah, well, it yeah. was all all in one. So like it, it had yeah. yeah, it had it had like a tape deck. Yeah, two, and the radio du- and dual the, dual tape deck, yeah. and then, but which yeah. which I yeah. actually still use in my classroom to this day, and just plug my record player into the aux, you know, the aux thing, and the three disc changer no longer works. Um, the tape the tape decks do still work. Just blow on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the CD player doesn't work. Um, all right, well, again, man, what a a good album, but it, I mean, that, that song, whenever it comes on is so the nineties for me. Um, there, there, there are a few songs that encapsulate the nineties more than bittersweet symphony. And I think, you know, again, I would mention it in the same breath as you get what you give and just like a great pop song, just an amazing, it's got everything in there, um, that you want in a pop song. Yeah. I never, I never turn it off when it comes on. That's for sure. can you think of a song that has a like a more repetitive like riff that runs throughout the whole thing that and it's yeah. seven minutes long? Like no. Well it, not not one that's it, seven it's minutes long. It but works. But the last time by the Rolling Stones. Well okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a good question. Well, uh, lo- uh Losing My Religion by REM sort of like that. It just like there's no real it just sort of I don't know. It's not yeah. quite like that, but there's no real chorus. It just is like the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. It's just yeah. 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 So. I can't think of anything else obvious. We're going to jump to the last album we're going to talk about today. Um, you know, it was funny. It, we talked about Pinkerton last time, and uh, not long after Pinkerton, I, that I got Pinkerton, I discovered Ben Folds 5. Um, and it was like Weezer with pianos, kind of. Um, I, I don't know. He, he, you know, Ben Folds Five is his his song. Ben Folds' songs are uh, they have that sophomore quality to them? Not like Blink One Eighty Two sophomore, but more Weezer um, sophomore. It's about a little bit later in your life, um, but you know, girl problems and and being dumped and being awkward and all of these things. Um, and so I was really into his first self-titled album. And then this album came out, uh, in 97 and, uh, obviously it had the big hit on it. Uh, I'm talking about Ben Folds five, whatever, and ever. Amen. Um, the, the big hit was, was brick. Um, but outside of that, this is still really a, uh, a solid album. And I've always been a sucker for piano ever since, uh, Dave and I played "That's What Friends Are For" on a keyboard <laughs> in my grandma's living room. No, I've, oh yeah, I've, wow! I've, the same day, Kentucky lost to Marquette in 1994. Yep, it's very sad. What yeah. day was that, Dave? <laughs> but must have it must have been uh, it must have been Easter, I guess. I don't know. Was it? Oh yeah, it was in it was in March of uh, '94. Oh, the, the, wow! This is the anniversary of like the beginning of your guys like. <laughs> Cementing your friendship, it sounds like. So glad to be a part of it. I'm honored. Thank you, guys. Uh, Beautiful beautiful song. It it is a great song. Uh, So, so, uh, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. This was in my CD player a lot. Um, the funny thing is kind of like going back to, uh, what you were talking about, the other singles from the Verve album. Um, I, a lot of times would skip brick (laughs) just because it's a fucking depressing ass song. It was, it was everywhere. It was. I know, man. How can a song that depressing, like get like that popular? It's like crazy. Maybe it's a good song about a heavy subject, but God, why is it so popular? I know that song was everywhere. I did not need to hear that (laughs) on my drive to school or get gas or supermarket or anywhere else. I honestly skipped it today when I listened to the album again. I I just can't listen to it. I won't won't say I can't listen to it. Uh, I'd have to be pretty pretty fucking, it's, it's a good song. Um, I just yeah, think that yeah. it was, again, it was it was everywhere. But the rest of the album, um, there's something to be said about a rock piano. I mean, it not like and not like Billy Joel or Elton John, which I love Elton John. Not so much of a Billy Joel fan. Um, I like s- some of his songs, but I don't know. I love the Joel. I I love a rock piano. I I like older Billy Joel. Are you yeah. a, a '90s doo-wop <laughs> Joel fan? <laughs> or, I'm a I'm a I like the whole canon pretty much. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got into him in the late eighties, but uh, no, I actually don't like the seventies. You 70s got into him in the late eighties. What were you seven years old? <laughs> oh, I got the storm. I got the Stormfront tape for Christmas in nineteen eighty nine. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know what date Sorry, that was, was nine, on. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, December twenty fifth, nineteen eighty nine. I'm sure yeah. you were you anyway. were jamming out to River of Dreams and. We didn't start the I fire. Did, and that, I didn't like. I didn't like River of Dreams that song. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, but to your point, no, I agree. I think um, like the piano rock is hard to pull off because most yeah. of the time it sounds ridi- completely ridiculous. Case in point, so, yeah. meat, case in point, meatloaf. Um, <laughs> so, blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> are, are you? What? What is? I don't it? give a fuck about meatloaf, man. Uh, what is? Uh, Something by the dashboard light, um, that crazy paradise by yeah, the dashboard paradise light. Paradise by the dashboard light. It the, sounds like a Broadway song. It's like uh, from Greece or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crazy. And well, then, that's what I. In, in the middle of it, there's like a, um, there's like a baseball game going on, like a radio commentary <laughs> of a baseball game because this what? dude's. Well, this it's all about this dude trying to bang this girl in a car, and like that's what's on the radio. What's going on? <laughs> Um, God. So yeah. Well, you, you mentioned like it sounds like it's like a Broadway play. That's what I think of Ben Folds Five. I feel like this is yeah. all just the music to some sort of greater like rock opera or something. Because they're all they're <laughs> all very like narrative. Like, yeah. You can, you can very much yeah. picture what's exactly happening. You know, Stevens last night in town. Like, oh, it, it's they're not like thinly veiled references to. Uh, to anything it's about this dude stevens last night in town <laughs> and, and like they're good songs i kind of have a love-hate relationship like with that like i don't know type of music and specifically ben folds he, he certainly is like self-aware in a lot uh-huh. of ways and yeah. knows what, when he's he knows when he's being uh tongue-in-cheek and he knows when he's uh being real serious but um I don't know. I I did love that album back then. I really really loved his uh, his first self titled album before that. Uh, but um, I don't know, man. It, it, it's very 
dramatic in like an actual like drama stagey sort of way to me. I, I I can see that. Um, I I will say that I think part of my obsession with this album was my love for the first album. Um, mm-hmm. in that I was listening to both of them heavily in '97. Uh, I can just remember, you know, um, let's see here, Battle of Who Could Care Less, and that's a great one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually that's one actually, of my faves on there. Yeah, I think that's the best song on the album. Huh. I, I like the opening track too. Um, it, it's a good way to to jump into an album. It's just fast and a lot of banging on the keys and. Uh, it sounds good, but again, even the, the like slower songs, like <laughs> I was reading this as I was going through and basically it goes back to what we were talking about last time. Like these songs have good melody and, um, you know, I thought from a lyrical standpoint, sometimes it's downright asinine. Like, uh, you know, cigarette was, he was reading a story in a paper about a, a guy who like, had seven kids and found out he had a brain tumor. And so cigarette is all like about reading, smoking a cigarette and like reading this story and, or, or meeting, was it meeting the guy or reading the story? I can't remember which one, but, um, to your point about it being theatrical, um, I think it's the instrumentation that makes it sound theatrical. I mean, I, I, again, that piano rock that I think it's a fine line between like almost kitschy, and uh like oh, yeah. this is rock, totally this is rock music on a piano but then if you go back to like you know um jerry lewis the, and, and all the way back to the you know start of rock and roll and how the piano has been involved um the people that have really pulled it off have really pulled it off and it's it's pretty freaking awesome to to listen to yeah and i think they did to me that go ahead no, finish your thoughts. Sorry. No, I, I just think that I just think that even though this isn't my favorite Ben Folds album, um, I understand why I, I liked it then and why I still like it now. And that's I like uh, piano and rock music if you can pull it off. Yeah, I, to me the difference is I mean this, the song sounds okay, but I have this, there's an image in my head like Little Richard or uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. You can mm-hmm. picture them when they play the piano or like do that like weird. Uh, half or three quarters standing and playing the piano. Yeah. They look like badasses. When you picture Ben Folds doing that, he looks like <laughs> a fucking tool. <laughs> like, it's just like the, that's part of it, I think. And I have that image in my head when I listen to it. It's He's a nerd. Cool. He is a <laughs> he nerd. Is. He's a total nerd. <laughs> and the, the whole, and we've talked about this before, but music, there's so much that goes into it that influences how you, hear it and what songs like stick with you. And to me, I, I've always struggled to get past like the image of him, um, <laughs> as the guy behind these songs. I, I just, I picture his nerdy glasses playing that piano and it, it makes me like it less than I probably otherwise would. <laughs> Which is so funny, uh, because <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, um, think about Rivers Cuomo and we have no problem. He has got to be just as freaking nerdy as, as Ben Folds is. And yet we embrace him. Yeah, do you know, yeah. do you see what I'm getting at? Um, totally. But I think I think you can hide behind a guitar easier, though. Right, you know, right, the, right. The sure, piano sure. really highlights. No, no, no. I get the that. Nerdiness. I get that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you're right. He's not unique. <laughs> All right. In that in that way. So those were the three albums we picked. Uh, I think uh, again a good uh, diversity in in the albums we chose. 
all of them not not so much like diversity diversity they're all a bunch of white people <laughs> ma- making these and everything but you I know, think otherwise in the stylistic stylistic diversity all right yeah. that I stand corrected. Sorry, American sorry. guitar, British guitar, and American yeah. piano. It's like <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. What you're telling me, Brennan, is I should have chosen Wu Tang Forever and talked about that again, so we could have been more diverse on this podcast. <laughs> it was a damn good album. It did. It did uh, come into my mind that uh, that maybe I should do that one. Uh, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, man. Uh, that. That's that's from Thirty Six <laughs> Chambers, man. That's that's not from Wu Tang. My bad. Um, so, but speaking of the test of time, that Ben Fold Five album would not be my album of the year today. Uh, again, no. I think we're all yeah, in that, consensus. That made my list of things that were better than than they are now for sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's go in that other direction. Stuff that either we a didn't know about. Uh, at the time, or B, just weren't into it at that time, um, did know about it, but just weren't into it and maybe have discovered since. So if you had to, again, pick a, either a best album outside of the OK Computer uh, album or uh, just something that y- you think is an amazing album now that we haven't talked about, let's uh, put those out there. Yeah, so for me, outside of the ones I mentioned already, there were four that stood out that i definitely did not listen to in 97 but i think most of these i cut up to in college so pavement brightened the corners yep. uh perfect from now on built to spill uh either or by elliot smith and lonesome crowd yeah Lines, that, that was definitely on my list yeah so those four for me like uh, there's no way i sniffed those at all in 97 but in college those were four that i really 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 dug for sure that i think would be on my list now for at least top 10 albums from that year yeah, I would, I would not disagree with one of those. I, uh, I was, and again, it's tough. It's tough to separate, but I know that I wasn't into. I would put all of those in a similar, um, a similar genre that we were pretty much all into in college. Uh, yeah. But yeah, in, any other ones, Brennan? Besides those, those four great albums, by the way. Um. Yeah, man. Uh kind of on on the spot here um that i wasn't really prepared but man elliot smith xo uh wasn't into it then but shortly after figure eight came out um was was big into that one you mentioned loads from crowded west before um and uh that was one that i kind of got back into um i you know i think i jumped on board with modest mouse with uh, moon over antarctica mm-hmm. um which Still, still love both of those yep. really. Even though I'm a, I'm a little bit um, fatigued on the rest of Modest Mouse. I can't believe they've been around for twenty friggin' years or more <laughs> at this point oh, already. Crazy. Um, so I didn't have any other ones that were um, that I'm seeing here. I'm taking a look right now, but um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there were. But those, those are two that certainly would be at the top of my list that are still on my radar. Um, that's that um definitely like um so i'll leave it at that nice jason Uh, well i i again those same ones uh mostly i would say in college i got into those like maybe sophomore year of college uh started to get into that stuff yeah Um, definitely felt like sophomore years when we all listened to that stuff 
Um, two other ones that I, <laughs> this is going to be funny, but uh, Daft Punk homework uh, came out Ooh, that year. Yeah. Um, so it, it's hilarious. My my son, Fox, absolutely loves Daft Punk. <laughs> we, we, we play the, it. the outfits or the music? Uh, random Access <laughs> Memories specifically. Um, he loves that album. But I've played other stuff from him. So I went back through and, it used to be like the only thing that would calm him down at dinner. Like I would have to put on uh, Daft Punk, uh, and now he dances around to it, and it's hysterical. So I've I've gone back through their whole catalog, and and they're, I, that's not my favorite genre of music, but they do it about better than anybody. Um, they're pretty damn good. So that's true. Really, that is true. Really catchy. Um, really catchy stuff. Let's see here. Uh, I feel like there was one more. I had it highlighted, and then I clicked on something else, like a dumbass. Uh, let's see here. I'll tell you one that's actually awesome, and this isn't really an album, but Led Zeppelin's BBC Sessions is the best Ooh. compilation of like live Led Zeppelin shit, and it's like live in the studio. But they it it's so much better than their actual albums. I think um, one that wasn't on my radar then, but I wear out. Yeah, I don't think I've I don't think I've listened to that. Um, I don't know that I yeah. have either. Have to check that out. Definitely yeah, I mean, uh, it, like to get oh, the lead no, out though. No effects, so long and thanks for all the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> there are uh there's a couple albums that while you're thinking, Jason, that I didn't really necessarily like then or even now, but that when I saw them on the list, they just reeked of ninety seven that were everywhere was Third Eye Blind. That, oh, that, yeah. God. They had like five singles from there that were yeah. dominated and Everclear, which yep. I feel uh, like just at, at high school things like in in our car like that their songs were on all the time that was actually the other one i was going to talk about and on they had videos for all those songs and yeah. uh they played yeah. the one earth party that summer um yeah, uh, yeah absolutely and yeah. some uh, of those yep. songs were not bad I, I, dro- I think i drove you guys to that one because i had no surgery oh, a few days before that was when i i think that was when i had to pee like oh god I never had to pee <laughs> that bad in my life <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah so much for I, don't the, think, I don't think you had much sympathy <laughs> uh, sorry buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, definitely uh yeah so much for the afterglow was uh that had a ton of singles like maybe three singles mm-hmm. that uh were definitely all over the radio third eye blind was just obnoxiously everywhere yeah they were just yeah. ubiquitous at that point so there was um, there was, I mean, was it JV, Jay-Z's first album came out that year? I wasn't into yep. it. Um, I wasn't into him until probably senior year. Um, maybe yeah, I didn't like him until college. Yeah. Junior or senior year. Um, whenever, whenever Hard Knock Life came out. <laughs> yeah, Hard Knock Life. Senior year, maybe. Um, but yeah, um, some decent hip hop albums. Wu-Tang Clan Forever, uh, came out that year, uh, a notorious VIG album posthumously came out that year. <laughs> Tupac probably released ten albums that year posthumously yeah. <laughs> as well. I will say uh, the Jurassic Five EP. Um, I probably got into that uh, senior year as well. Colehep's brother uh, brought us uh, a CD uh, that had some Jurassic Five on it, and their first EP, which is like I think six or eight songs. Uh, came out and it's (laughs) 
which it, it's hilarious. I think it's eight songs, and three of them are like those filler tracks that we were talking about. <laughs> God. <laughs> but the the couple like Concrete Schoolyard uh, is an amazing song, and there's one other one on there that I really love. But uh, but yeah, there was some good. I hit. saw I saw Charlie Tuna last summer. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, he he played at a like free venue um, by my place last year, and uh, Charlie Bassford saw it too. That's one of one of his several <laughs> nice. concerts that he's been to already. <laughs> awesome, yeah. But well, ninety seven. What a year! What a year! I heard Charlie chirping in the background there, man. How's he doing? Yeah, uh, he's good, man. He's good. He wants so, in on this probably. Oh man, his his musical knowledge can run circles around nine. Um, <laughs> even though he can't run yet, he's eight months old. But um, but no, he, he's he's good, man. Had his first camping trip last night, so nice. Uh, he's all good. He he did. He's one one album that uh, Haley would want me to mention on here was Three uh, Eleven's Transistor, which I was not into. Still, I'm not into. Haley, I almost wrote that one down though. It reminds Haley, me of like Schneider and Woods. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, like technically some good rock and roll music there. No. Um, don't really like the style. That little white guy rapping always bugs me. Um, uh, but my, my boy Charlie did, did go to a three eleven show when he was, uh, I think six days old. So what? <laughs> <laughs> it was outdoors. We were, we were far That's away. Amazing. But... That's amazing. Some people so. don't take their kid out for like six months, which oh no, we were I think a, is ridiculous. But we were at a brewery <laughs> yeah. with we were at a brewery with Fox within like a week of him being born. Oh. I was like, oh, yeah. I've been good. cooped up in the house for a week. I've got to get, get them out. out in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I we, by last count, Charlie's been to eighteen different breweries. <laughs> <laughs> there's only oh, there's awesome. only five in Lexington, but Fox has been to three of them. So uh, kid that's friendly. We've, yeah, yeah. Oh, we've that's traveled. Nice we, we, we've been around the state. Nice. That's great. Mm. Well, uh, well, gentlemen, this was uh, this was a fun one. Once again, uh, it was a good one. The process, yeah. the process of of going through, going back and listening to this stuff, and just um, all memories that I mean, Aqua Barbie Girl. I I cracked up when uh. I I used to just put that on that and Paula Cole to piss Kurt off freshman year when he was my roommate. <laughs> like I downloaded him. He he would he would delete him from his, he would delete him from his Napster and then Buzz and I would keep re-downloading them and put them on. Oh god, good times, good times. That's awesome. Um, well, any uh, any final words about '97? Hey, can can we do um, a uh, a suggestion for each other at least of any other contemporary bands that we should? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right on. By the by, the way, Ron, Ron Gallo, good call on that one. Uh, I've been digging. Yeah, yeah, I just downloaded that today, and I haven't listened yet. But I've been digging. Yeah, uh... Heavy Meta is uh, pretty solid. I think I'm going to go see him next week here in Denver. Sarah and I are thinking about going to Forecastle in Louisville, like at least one day, and he's playing one of the. He, I think he's playing Sunday, but we're looking to go Saturday. So uh, there's some other decent headliners. Um, yeah, War on Drugs is going to be there, and uh, Father John Misty. So, oh, nice. so I'd like yeah. to see both of them. Sweet, sweet. But um, yeah, so you start us off. Give us some some stuff to listen to. Yeah, man. So these guys don't have a super recent album out, but um, my fave for the last many months has been a band called All Them Witches, um, and they're out of Nashville, and um, they're 
pretty heavy for the most part, but a lot of like kind of like psychedelic blues stuff. It's a three, uh, four piece. Um, uh, with they have a drums, bass, guitar, and then like a um, Rhodes organ in there, and it's uh, some weird but super good stuff, man. My dude's my favorite drummer um, that I listen to these days. He kills it, and they're uh, they're getting a little bit bigger. Um, I saw them last year. I'm at a real small place in Denver, and this year they're opening up at Red Rocks for. Uh, Primus and Mastodon. So oh, I think Jesus. I might think I might go catch the first half of that show. <laughs> yeah, peace uh, out, man. I I can't handle fucking Mastodon, but no. um, but mm-hmm. and these guys are definitely on the heavy side in a lot of ways. But uh, all them witches, man. If you guys can check them out, um, them Lightning at the Door is my favorite album by them. Um, it's not their latest one, but um, give it a shot. Cool. Very cool, Dave. Anything you've been uh been digging on that or uh, discovered? So. A couple things. This this album's actually from last year, but it's actually maybe even a year and a half ago, but it's worth mentioning. Uh, Blood Orange, Freetown oh, yeah. Sound. Yeah. Oh, God. oh, my God. It's freaking incredible. Yeah. Um, there's an... Oh, uh, I've loved Beach House for a while. They just put out... I don't think they've released the album yet, but the first new songs they've released from their new album are incredible. I haven't um, heard those yet. They're amazingly consistent. Like, every song they put out, it's incredible. And the other thing is old school. So I have never really listened to, I mean, we talked about REM on the last uh, podcast. Yeah. And for some reason, like their first like four or five albums, I never really got into, but I've been wearing the shit out of them lately. And they're obviously amazing, which I think half the world knows, but I would strongly recommend so, them if you have huh, I'd like to go back to, man. I haven't yeah, gotten I mean, into green and like, no, Whatever so else. like before, so Life's Ritz Pageant, yeah, uh, Reckoning, Fables of the Reconstruction, hmm. amazing. I doc, document. I don't love as much that one's right before uh, Green, I think, but yeah, holy shit, okay. uh, I've, I, I've <laughs> it's not been, a surprise, but they're so good. I've got a, um, I own three of those: uh, Murmur, Life's Ritz Pageant. Yeah, Murmur's uh, incredible. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like Life's Rich Pageant. Um, Cuyahoga is a, a great song, yeah. um, just like a great poppy rock song. Um, yeah, no, those are, those are. You know, albums. sometimes th- that weird phenomenon when you've heard a song a million times, but like on the million and first time, it like hits you like a ton of bricks. Yeah, it just happened to me le- last week with Fall on Me. I was like, oh yeah! Holy shit! This is like this is like the greatest song ever written. Like, <laughs> hit me that. No, I mean I'm serious, and I heard it in a whole new way. I don't know why. It's just one of those weird things that happens. Like, wow, I've heard that, but I've never really heard it. I don't know. So that's what I've been doing lately. So. Well, there's there are many many uh, worse old stuff that you could be getting back into. Yeah. Um, you could right be on. you could be re-listening to pop. By you too. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I've done that many times. Yeah, too, oh, I know. Worry. I'm sure you have. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of the, a couple of the things that I've been digging on. Did Charlie think that was funny? Man, this microphone <laughs> you, is YouTube jokes. Yeah. Super super sensitive. I can't believe you guys can hear that. Uh, yeah, sorry. Like a very clear. No, it's gives a ed- edit that out in post. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so Kurt Vile, um, you guys listen to him at all? 
Kurt Vile- Violators. Yeah. Former uh, War on Drugs member. That's right. So mm-hmm. he uh, he did this album with Courtney Barnett, uh, this female sing- singer-songwriter. It's really good. Well, he... I, I don't, love her. I don't know if he did yeah, the like whole... Her. He features on like three or four of them. So, um, yeah, Courtney Barnett um, with Kurt Vile. Uh, so I've been... That's been coming up on my stations lately, and I've been getting more and more into that. And then... Um, I feel like there was a, a new album that I just listened to that dropped like this week, and I'm trying to scroll back through my I just cleared my search history because it was all stuff. I think we know why you did that <laughs> <laughs> not my internet search history my my Spotify search history <laughs> loud and clear buddy loud and clear <laughs> say no more <laughs> um, but no, you're going to have to be handing that computer back into school here soon I think <laughs> uh, no wonder they don't want to pay you more that's right that's right that's why they're uh well yeah no no those are those are the main ones that recently I've uh, stumbled upon I I too have been listening to a lot of old REM after our uh, last podcast but um if you like uh, piano rock check out this band called Low Cut Connie they're kind of um they're piano rock they're very um I don't know also like theatrical and grandiose and I don't love them but they're certainly piano rock. So. <laughs> nice, yeah. Oh, cool, oh, man. I just thought of one more that uh, I think Brendan, you turned me on to or talked about. Leon Bridges. Oh yeah, he's got a couple. He's got a couple new songs out just in the last two weeks. They're fucking amazing. I don't I like his new stuff as well. Really? I love no, it. man. It, he went. It, he it's instead totally of doing, different. Yeah, I know. But instead of doing like the old like doo-woppy R and B, he went into uh, like '90s R and B or something. <laughs> which I, um, yeah. which he. <laughs> I would much rather see like the old school R and B stuff than I don't know. I, I that new album doesn't do it for me so much. I so. saw him. Uh, is the whole album out now? I just heard the first two songs. Yeah, I believe it is. Um, speaking yeah, of I new saw- albums that suck. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dave. No, I was just gonna say I saw him a couple weeks ago in Houston. He was really good. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, he's, he's good live, man. Yeah, seen him a couple times. Yeah. Uh, new albums that suck. Um, if we're going to go down that road very briefly, <laughs> what happened to Jack White? Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Have you I heard this? To it. Oh my. Heard, I read the Do reviews. Do yourself a were... weird favor just so you understand, like, what's happened to this guy. There has to be some weird drugs that I've never heard of or something. Even, like, the cover art of his new boarding house rules or whatever is – weird and dumb and bizarre the whole out he raps on one of the songs. what yeah I, it's is he pulling a chris cornell oh it man I, wow i i don't know i don't, don't want to make any bad chris cornell jokes right now but <laughs> i mean he killed himself so <laughs> that's true that's true but <laughs> dude that i used to i've liked jack white up a lot up until now and this is he went off the rail. Something happened. Same can be said. Well, he's he's oh. basically Prince. So I mean, he's yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be found belly gonna, up with, with a load so, of fentanyl in him. Yeah, exactly. In that Third Man Records complex. Yeah. Yep. It, it's crazy. Just so I, I bought ninety dollar tickets to see him this summer. That's already a sold out show, and I'm like, um, I deeply think, regret it. You yeah, should sell that shit. Yeah, man. I think I'll go to Mastodon instead. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, Justin Timberlake's new album, also horrible, horrible, the worst thing I've ever heard. Um, I heard that first. Supplies? God awful. Oh, my God. Is he, like... It's like a joke that's not funny. Right. Good. Right. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it 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 was I don't uh, it was you know, and it dropped that that dropped before the Super Bowl. I was like, What are you doing? <laughs> like why Yeah, that why, was weird. Why would you have chosen this guy? So yeah, not that I'm a Justin Timberlake fan, but I I mean I can respect if you're just making pop music. I, mean, I thought Justified he had was something going on. Yeah. I mean. But Man of the Woods? Holy balls! That- <laughs> First of all, what the fuck? Like <laughs> he has a yeah, beard, really dresses like the paper towel guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, dude. You live in LA. We I'm all know it. Pretty sure that uh, he's a like has a bunker with like five years worth of supplies and like he's a doomsday doomsdayer. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's what it screams to me. All of it, doomsdayer. Um, For those three days a year when he's in actually in Tennessee. Right. Right. Um, yeah, ridiculous. definitely some crap music. I do like the new Beck. I don't know. I probably told both of you that. Uh, colors. It sounds like it's straight out of the eighties. I haven't 80s, listened to that. I, re- mm. I dig it. Um, I dig it a lot. I I did not. Um, you did not. All right. <laughs> not not into that man. Uh, ever since uh, that song Wow or Like Wow or whatever came out like three years ago, and then the album mm, came out no. way after that man. I saw him yeah. last summer, and like the new songs were garbage. I got a text from my buddy ben who was in another place and in the crowd we had both snuck into separate places that we shouldn't be um (laughs) for that for for that gig um proud to say uh pregnant Haley got us right into the front row in that one um but yeah um but he was like this is the worst song ever so i i'm not into it man i like more contemplative beck rather than like Poppy party back like sea change, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Versus, yeah, I I don't disagree. Totally. I I think it, it it feels like what he was trying to make. I th- I think he succeeded in that. It sounds straight out of the eighties, and um, I don't think that it's trying to be. I, I like that not all of his albums are the same. I do, his fav- my favorite stuff still is his more contemplative stuff. Um, but his rock stuff is still. You know, we talked about Odele a little bit last time. Um. That's like somewhere bo- in between, I guess. Like Bottle of Blues yeah. and is Bottle of Blues off of Odelay or is that off of Mutations? That's off Mutations. Um Mutations, yeah. Uh yeah, but um I don't know. I where I thought he missed with some of his albums that were uh that were sort of more out there, like Guero and the information. Um I feel like this one uh did what he set out to do, which was feel like it was from the eighties. So Yeah man, it's a it's a Pop album for sure. Yeah. Well, amigos, I'm gonna uh, go to bed and wake up ready to fight my government. Take it to the streets, brother. 